Hey, it's Jose Galison. You're watching No Way Jose. You can find me on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. You can also find me on all the major audio podcatchers and Odyssey as well. Uh, credit to Justin Campbell for the intro. If any of you got other podcasters out there are looking for someone to help you out with stuff like that or editing or pretty much anything, jack of all trades in that way, hit him up at jcamp1521. Today, my guest is Prax Ben. If you guys are a follower of part of the problem, you guys may remember uh, this is like it's hard to explain because there's like layers to it. Uh, probably about, I don't know, maybe it was like a month, two months ago, a few months ago, he, uh, he did this series, uh, 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 did a episode where he was shitting on Hassan, uh, which those episodes are always great where Dave goes after Hassan. And in that episode, there was a guy, I guess he's big on TikTok. I'm not a TikTok guy. Some of you guys may know him. He has a large TikTok account, Prax Ben. Uh, in that video that Dave was ma making fun of, uh, of Hassan, Hassan was making fun of Prax Ben. Ironically, anyone who has even a introduction, like a cursory understanding of uh, libertarian theory, really knows that he was actually only making a, a fool of himself because it was pretty awful. But uh, yeah, that's that's who we got. We got Prax Ben today, uh, so it should be an interesting one. Um, I know he's riled some people up on Twitter as of late. To uh, we may may or may not touch on that. I honestly I don't even really care about that shit. But I don't know some people do, and if you want to drop in the live chat and ask about it, we'll fucking go into it. I honestly don't really care. Um, but as always, uh, just so you guys know the format uh, right now, if you're watching it on the 7th, you are watching the live stream, which is publicly available. After this, it will go behind the paywall, uh, and you won't be able to see it for about a week or so until I drop it publicly. If you want to see it in the meet, be able to get you in the meantime, become a patron at patreon.com. Just no way, Jose 2020. Lowest level being two bucks, highest level being 20, and the $20 is the sponsor level. My sponsors right now. Our C.D. McRae of the Whiskey and Tea Podcast. Jacob Winograd of the Daniel 3 Podcast. Uh, she is, I think, on a little sabbatical right now. She's got a couple episodes right now. Go check her stuff out. It's good stuff. Uh, I'm one of them, so you know it's good. Uh, the, with uh, Daniel, he has the biblical anarchy type stuff, so he covers, covers a lot of that type of content. I'm actually going to show him again next week. I've been on the show multiple times. He's been on my show multiple times. A good guy. Uh, and, uh, yeah uh yeah as always go check out top lobster toplobster.com use jose at checkout for 10 percent off uh with that uh let's go ahead and bring on prax or ben hey, what's up man hello it's great to be here hey i'm glad to have you this should be a fun one i guess if you want to go ahead and give an intro of yourself to the to my audience so they can get to know you maybe a little bit more than just what i had i'm sure there's more to you than just that i just we we and you operate on different platforms you're more tiktok based i'm more twitter based so uh yeah uh i'm not i'm not as familiar with you as maybe some are and uh so it'd be nice to hear a little bit of your story um so who you are what you are whatever you want to give your intro <clears throat> All right. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, I'm a bit sick tonight, so I sound kind of awful, but we'll, we'll struggle through that. Um, so I'm Prax Ben. I've been doing uh, mostly TikTok for about two and a half years now. Um, 
I started off, you know, I just had a regular TikTok account and then I saw these Bernie bros making these stupid videos. And I was like, you know, some of the stuff they're saying people are falling for it. And I can debunk some of the stuff. I really didn't know much about politics, but I knew enough to uh, kind of shit on some of these Bernie bros. So I did that. I made a uh, political account. Um, at that time, I considered myself a constitutionalist. So I was kind of leaning libertarian, but I wasn't quite there yet. I was still a bit skeptical about some things like uh, like legalizing drugs or uh, the libertarian party stance on abortion, other things like that. But I was very anti-war and very pro-gun. So I was like, yeah, I, I don't like lining up with the GOP. So I'm a constitutionalist. Um and then I started doing debates with people on TikTok and people on YouTube about politics. And I realized, you know, if I'm going to do this, I need to I need to learn a lot more stuff so I can uh, better beat these people. Um, so I started reading Mises, uh, started reading stuff from Mises.org. And then I was like, all right, I'm a I'm a classical liberal now. I'm a I'm a Mises guy. And then, you know, from there I went further and I'm like, OK, I'm a minarchist after reading Robert Nozick. And then I went further and started reading Hoppe and then eventually uh, arrived at anarcho-capitalist or uh, paleo-libertarian, Hoppian, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge Hoppe fan. And um, over those, la over those uh, two and a half years, I built up my platform on TikTok to about uh, 180,000 followers. Um, I've reached hundreds of, well, I, I reach, I, I reach millions of people, really. Uh, I have about 60 million views put together, which is really good. Um, but as far as like people who have changed into libertarians, people who have changed into hoppians, I've seen hundreds of young people get into that. Um, I've really seen a huge spike in interest towards the Mises Institute, interest towards anarcho-capitalism from uh, Generation Z, and that's been really great. And we've even seen some of the effects of that uh, be recognized by uh, fellows at the Mises Institute. There's been lots of great articles this week about uh, the popularity of, say, the economic uh, calculation problem debate, which me and some of my ANCAP guys on TikTok kind of helped get that going. We were going after all these leftist YouTubers, leftist TikTokers talking about it. So a bunch of people were Googling it. And uh, Per Byland did a great article on that. And he actually talked about it in a speech uh, at the uh, 2021 Supporters Summit for, for the Mises Institute. Um, we also helped get Democracy, the God that Failed, uh, selling more than the Communist Manifesto on Amazon. Uh, Mises Institute also did an article about that. So yeah, lots of lots of really great uh, progress has been made with the with the Zoomers for anarcho-capitalism. I've seen everyone from paleoconservatives to normie cons to Marxist Leninists go straight to ANCAP and get really interested in theory. Uh, me and my friends, we also encourage these young people to get into working out to. Uh, to own guns and all this stuff. It's been absolutely fantastic. We're fostering great communities and uh, it's just really fantastic to see. And I, I, I'm very optimistic about our future. Yeah, I am too. I mean, obviously uh, I think it's a mixed bag when it comes to the future. There are going to be places that suck and places that are great. And even within those places, it kind of depends on how you set yourself up. But uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely, 
I, I'm definitely looking forward to the future. That, that's great. Uh, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Because you say Zoomer. I don't even know what the hell that means. Honestly. Yeah, I'm like, 21, so I would okay, fall uh, under uh, okay. Gen Z. I think it, I think Gen Z falls uh, like 1997 to like, I don't know, 2020, 2017, somewhere around there. Yeah. I see you in the chat, Junkie Jeff. You've been here a few times. You said, I've not run any Hoppa yet. But he seems like libertarianism for edgelords. Well, I would just put like the Chad meme yes here, but like in a good way, you know. Uh, yes and no. I mean, uh, you obviously could probably speak on this a little bit more. I like Hoppa a lot. I don't necessarily consider myself a Hoppian, but he, uh, he's honestly, I think, I, I've said before myself, although I don't consider myself a Hoppian, I feel like he is the most important libertarian in a in a certain sense. But I, I, I caveat with the, I caveat that with. That he was riding off, not riding, but he he had the benefit of his predecessors, so Rothbard, mm -hmm. uh, Mises. So I, I definitely I see him as the pinnacle, in my opinion. Although I don't necessarily completely subscribe to everything, I don't consider myself a Hoppian. I actually consider myself more of an agorist, and I know a lot of people don't like that. It is what it is. It's weird. I I, I very much I, I say Konkin and Hoppe are like really the only uh, the only practices that have any 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 sort of modicum of like reasonability in my opinion. So, <laughs> like, uh, which, I mean, I'm not sure how, how familiar you are with the, with the, their, both of their practice. I'm assuming, you know, Hoppe's practice fairly well. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, yeah. Hoppe's definitely yeah. a bit more towards like electoralism type stuff than, uh, than agorist are, you know, agorist completely against that generally, but we, we still of course support um, agorism to an extent, of course, yeah. you know, engaging yeah. in gray markets and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, as far as like Hoppe for edgelords, I know he didn't mean it as a bad thing as he pointed out, but I would say like, I mean, I, I, I don't think, you know, Hoppe stuff is really edgy. Like it's, it's very, uh, it's very intellectual and very uh, consistent stuff. And I don't think there's anything too crazy in there at all. It's very similar to, I'm sorry, let me cut you off, but it's actually a, very similar to how Rothbard writes. He's just brutally honest. Yeah. It's not that he's intentionally being edgy. He's just like, not like coddling anyone <laughs> like, right that's how rothbard wrote as well just as i don't know if maybe hoppa was just a, a little bit more brutally honest i don't know but you read uh, rothbard and the same thing applies to a lot of his writing as well so yeah and i would say like word for word hoppa or uh rothbard was way more edgy than hoppa you know hoppa of course says stuff like crush the anti-fascist mob but that's that's a slogan, you know. Of course, he elaborates on that, and he's not like, we're not like against people who are against fascism. Obviously, we're pointing out that these people label themselves as anti-fascist, but they're a bunch of violent, horrible people who want you dead, you know. Uh, and then, you know, meanwhile, like Rothbard is like, unleash the police on the homeless people. Um, parents have no obligations to their children and stuff like that. I think, I think Rothbard's definitely a bit more edgy. Um, but of course, uh, the major contributions of Hoppe would be like argumentation ethics where he was trying to get away from natural rights, uh, in the Rothbard tradition. And then of course, like his, uh, major contributions to libertarian class analysis, um, and he was really uh, kind of ahead of the game on that. A lot of the other uh, libertarian class theories came after that. Of course, going back to the 1800s, there's a few guys who touched on it, but Hoppe really, uh, really gave something solid. Yeah. I would say just for anyone listening who is interested in argumentation ethics, because argumentation <laughs> ethics can get weird. 
uh, or, or it's kind of meta and a little bit hard to understand. I think the best I've heard it explained, and even I still readily admit, uh, argumentation ethics is something I still kind of like have to like work through in my head and like it, it like I, I don't know. I still kind of ping pong it back and forth, and I haven't completely. But uh, I just my recent episode with Kinsella. I feel like Kinsella in that episode. That's the best I've ever heard it explained, in my opinion. So, and I did want to say too on the whole agorism uh, hopping thing. I actually had a while a, a while back. I had. Jared, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him from uh, Hopping.org. Yep. I had him on my channel. We had we kind of had the talk, like the the Hoppingism, agorism type talk. And uh, my thought of the think of, thought of the matter is kind of that uh, I think that agorists and Hoppians are actually kind of like perfect uh, allies. I know I know it's funny because they are really many times shown to be at odds, and that's to be fa- that's kind of fair because agorists can be kind of cringy leftists sometimes. Uh, some of the ones that tra- get attracted to it, but if you think about it, the the Prax, the praxis that the Hoppians are in de- uh, shooting for and the praxis the Agris are shooting for, they kind of perfectly complement each other, which I guess that's kind of where you get some of the post-libertarian movement that you see now is actually in some senses basically that. But, uh, I mean, if you have a group of people who are trying to use political endeavors to, I guess, incentivize like private property uh, uh, rights and such, and then you have people like Agoras who are just trying to be entrepreneurs. Obviously, they're kind of a perfect match. Like, and I mean, yeah, sure, both of us can critique the other, but at the end of the day, we kind of, I mean, whatever. Like, we work well together. I think. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I uh, wouldn't consider myself one of the uh, post-libertarians. Yeah. I definitely lean more in that direction of electoralism. But I think you know, sort of the whole oh, uh, we shouldn't really care about principles. We shouldn't care about the non-aggression principle and stuff like that. I think that's yeah. getting into uh, total ridiculousness. Um, uh, there is a... It's, Kinsella definitely explains argumentation ethics very well. Um, also, I'd recommend... There's a guy named Liquid Zulu. Uh, yes. Z-U-L-U. He's a, he's a small ANCAP YouTuber. He recently did a video where he explains it very well. Um, and I highly recommend that. It's like 16 minutes long. Um, and him and Anglo Libertarian also made several great videos, kind of critiquing the post libertarians, which are absolutely uh, excellent. Now, I I wouldn't say Hoppe would be in agreement with the post libertarians. No, I did, I wasn't even saying that either. I was yeah. more, and I, I do want to clarify too. I think this is a common thing that happens. I'm not even necessarily necessarily saying you're doing it when it comes to describing the post libertarians. I'm not trying to straw man them, uh, because the post libertarians isn't. Whenever people say post-libertarians or praxians or whatever the hell they want to be called, they're they don't really have a solidified praxis. They're basically just a, a a rough group of individuals that sort of have a sort of very vague, uh, I, I don't know, mishmash of. And I, I think it was uh, L.B. Munez, a friend of mine, who said it. it's it's not a uh, it's not it's not a um, what do you call it? It's not a movement. It's a moment or something like that. It's it's not really so much a really stabilized group it's it, to refer to them as some sort of you know be like i don't know, like to say it's not the same as saying hoppians or agorists or whatever because they don't really have a solidified praxis or solidified belief or anything it's really just more or less a, a group of individuals who are kind of just thinking differently who are kind of talking amongst themselves so right. yeah which so it, i guess that's where a lot of people i think struggle to grasp what's going on there like they think it's this like solidified uh, ideological movement that has is in unison and you're like no they're not even close to that so like yeah um which i mean i don't know if you were saying that at all i mean yeah i know what you mean though they can get some of them get weird i've seen some of the, the guys from the group will say shit like questioning the nap or something and 
and and then it gets conflated to be the whole group believes this and you're like well that's just one of the guys said that that kind of right. is roughly associated i mean it's just more just a group of libertarians who are kind of thinking outside the box essentially so yeah what i've noticed is it tends to be uh hoppians or paleo libertarians mm-hmm. who call themselves that in name but they just want to act exactly like paleo conservatives but not just paleo conservatives like the America first, like Nick Fuentes, paleo conservatives, which I'm not opposed to everything in that whole movement. But I think uh, I, 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 I don't think they're quite as effective as they could be. Um, and that in reality, a lot of uh, libertarians are being a lot more effective, especially these past couple of years, like Young Americans for Liberty has is on track to put in like 250 uh, legislators that are libertarians across America, which is pretty huge. Um, and there's lots of in free state project and stuff like that. It's doing fantastic. Uh, and I don't know, I didn't even know if like, there's anything that we can attribute to like the, uh, the Nick Fuentes branch of the America first movement, you know, most yeah. of their actual candidates fail. Like they have people who are like, Oh, this, this is an America first guy, like Ron DeSantis, but you know, that America first movement wasn't behind him getting elected. Yeah. It was uh, just regular conservatives who voted him in and who, uh, who advocated for him. I, I'm sure I can make some sort of argument for what Fuentes has contributed, but it, it isn't, I, I get what you're getting at. I, I do think there is something to the Fuentes the alt-right, the whatever you want to say that have kind of transformed how discourse occurs on the internet in a certain way. And it, and it is kind of cool. And there's something to be said there, but yeah, they're definitely not like prime movers in any sort of political sense, aside from being the, uh, maybe the fringe, if you will. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying to, to, to act like Nick Fuentes. This is a big thing where all these people that freak out about Nick Fuentes and, Oh my God, he said racist shit, this, that, like who fucking cares? <laughs> like, like, okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, for one, the, most of the time that's completely blown out of proportion. But even if it was true, who fucking cares? <laughs> like, oh no, so what? This random dude that doesn't really have any political power or really like, yeah, he has some people who follow him that more or less just think he's kind of funny and has interesting thoughts. So what if he's actually legit out and out racist? Like who gives a fuck? Like okay, just don't watch him then. I, I don't like what are you worried about? Like you, no one says you have to interact with him or have anything to do with him. So but yeah, I uh, definitely well, don't care about that aspect too much. No. Oh, what do you mean? The racism stuff? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's like, well, oh. I'm not going to freak out over Nick. Yeah. Fuentes <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I'm of the opinion. I don't care if you're racist. I mean, like I joke, I mean, I, I make racism jokes all the time. I, I'm it's like ironic. I'm not actually, but like at the same time, I don't, if someone's genuinely racist, like I don't care. I mean, I, maybe we won't be friends. And even then, you know, what? I might actually be friends with a racist. I don't care. It depends how, I mean, if like, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't bring them around my black friends, like, I, or, or whatever they don't like, but like, I, I don't know. It's more or less just like, okay, that's their weird ass preference. Well, that's kind of dumb. Like, all right, well, let's move on. <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah. Um, it's like, there's a, there's much more important issues at hand. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, one of the reasons I want to bring you on is I wanted to kind of give you and this is kind of funny how many orders this there of like of, of like layers there are to this. I'm gonna have you re- kind of respond to the video of Hassan kind of uh, shitting on you. Or, it's weird calling it shitting because it really wasn't anyone who. I think this will work well as a good like libertarianism 101 episode for a lot of people because a lot of this is like really basic shit, and it'll work too for just just for noticing like fallacies from like our ideological enemies essentially. 
So um, let me give me a second. Let me pull that up. I'm kind of a tech retard, so let's see if I can figure this out. Oh, shit. What did I just do? And there's a few good comments here. Uh, this ahead. guy, yeah. random internet guy, he asked if you should read a theory of capitalism and socialism. Or It's a good one, yeah. Um, or the economics of the economics and ethics of private property first. I would say a theory of socialism and capitalism. I think it's a better book in general, and it's shorter, so you can kind of get through that, and then you may not even feel the need to read um, the second one. You know, a lot of a lot of Hoppe's work is actually very uh, repetitive um, when you get into like his books. You know, they have a lot of the same essays in them, so you don't really necessarily need to read all of his books. Uh, let me see. Suggestion reading austrian economics if you want a in good introduction to austrian economics then uh economics for real people by gene callahan it's one of the best ones okay. all right all right almost do this all right let's do it let me know <laughs> how the audio is coming through um it should work here Yeah, I don't hear it yet. Oh, you're not hearing it on your end? No. Oh, fuck. Let me well, see. this screws up everything. It, it, weird. It allows other people to see it, but it won't allow you to hear it. Why? That, that makes no goddamn sense. I did this earlier and allowed other people to hear it. Let me see. It was a way to do it. Do, do, do. Fuck. Let me see. Uh, well, Jesus, share the tab. What does that even mean? Uh, God damn it. I fucked this earlier and everything. Uh, all right. Well, the people listening can can see, and I'll I'll just kind of give you the I guess give you the the fucking the. God damn it, man. Yeah, I'll uh <laughs> I'll pull it up on my end too. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe that'll work. Um. Yeah. God, that's fucking. I did not think that your audio. This makes no goddamn sense. Am I? I don't know if I'm just boomering this shit up or what. Can all they right. hear it? Huh. Can they hear it? Yeah, the people can hear. I know that I did. I did a test uh, thing earlier to make sure they could. So I don't know. I just don't know. Ooh. Wait, there was no audio over stream either. What? I did this earlier and it worked perfectly fine. Um, well, fuck me. Maybe there's no audio over stream. I did this earlier. This makes no goddamn sense. This yeah, shit when you're, uh, let me see. You press share screen. Share screen. Let me see. Let me try this. This is gonna be great for the audio listeners. Oh, no, <laughs> uh, you know what? There's a little checkbox for share system audio. Let's fucking stupid. There you go. All right. Well, uh, share. All right. Tell me if you can hear this now. No. What the fuck? Well, this is great. I'll have to edit this out later. This makes no goddamn sense. It was doing it earlier. Let me see. Let me try this. Stop screen, share, share screen. This is great stuff. Share system audio. Let's do, sure, do the entire screen. Fuck it. I'll just do the entire screen this way. This will be the shitty way of doing it. Supposedly should work. Let me know if it works. Personally disagree with that, yep. <laughs> All right, cool. There we go. Uh, all right, well, live chat, let me know if you're not hearing it, but this is a different way. Now it's just going to show the whole screen, which is annoying, but whatever. Um, but it's a classic Richard Wolf Andy. Let's see what he has to say, though. This guy, this guy looks like he's about to intellectually dismantle him. Okay. This is incredibly stupid. 
First of all, logically, just because something affects you doesn't mean you should have a say in it. If 50 people- Wait, what? Just because logically? Bro, you can't just say logically and then say whatever the f you want after it. And then people will be like, well, that guy's logical. <laughs> You, I don't know if you want to address that one real quick because that's an easy one. That's really yeah, because he's like stopping it before I'm even yeah. done and like criticizing it. Well, it's like, well, logically, and then he stops it. <laughs> yeah, you you can't just say logically. It was like, well, I wasn't I wasn't even done with my sentence yet, bro. Like that, that's one of the problems with reacting to things live that yeah. you've never seen before. Like if you're gonna yeah. do a rebuttal, like maybe watch it first, watch the entire thing first. <laughs> All right, we'll keep moving. I just thought that one was dumb. <laughs> See, logically, unicorn should exist, just like the free market. It does. Oh, my God, he has his IQ. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no! I'm assuming that's ironic, your your IQ in there. Yeah, I was doing the Scott Greer thing, and leftists <laughs> took it so seriously. And, dude, I was getting hundreds of comments every day, people flipping out because I put my IQ in my bio, and, and they were like, trying to make fun of me and i'm like you can't make fun of me because it's ironic like yeah you're just wait you're just is, is it your actually iq because if it was me i would just put like a really low iq and just like not actually be my IQ. yeah that, that is my actual iq <laughs> okay all right and then i started like making it go up one point every week uh to see if anyone would notice and they did notice and they freaked out over that too it was great <laughs> that is pretty good um well, that's that's the kind of hijinks I like. That's fun. Shit. Ben, IQ one three seven. Oh no, dude. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, listen, listen. I don't want to be rude, but okay, I'm lying. I do want to be rude. Motherfuckers like this who think they're gonna thrive in an Ankapistan uh, type uh, civilization, who think that like you know they're gonna logic their way into like owning a factory or whatever. No, bitch. You are going to. You and your family will be enslaved by me. Okay. I'm just letting you know right now. Ankapistan, you will be my slave. You will not be the factory owner. You will I don't know if you want to address it here. I definitely want to bring up, I hate this characterization of quote unquote app in Kapistan. Like it's like, Oh, we're just all it's just slavery or whatever the fuck, you know, like it makes no goddamn sense. You know, Yeah, anything is possible if you make it up. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess so. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess we can. Move but, uh, it's funny. Um, actually my, some of my family, some of the people I descended from, basically lived in an anarchist an anarcho-capitalist society up in canada uh the acadians and and along with them the mcmah indians uh they were stateless and they were like super pro property rights and basically for 100 years they didn't have a state and they were the most prosperous colony in all of north america or anywhere for that matter and the most peaceful people as far as like or some of the most peaceful people as far as like the indians go because they respected the indians property rights um i'm working on a youtube video about that actually but yeah like that, that this is in my blood like and my ancestors were not enslaved by other people in the ancap society they were later enslaved by the british by the state all right. Um, all right, let's keep moving. Uh, feel free to tell me to stop at any point in time because I had to do it this weird-ass way. I can only look at this one YouTube video, so I can't see you or anything, oh, yeah. so we'll just keep moving. Let me know if you need to stop, but obviously I'll be able to try to be uh, not a retard about it and stop it at points that make sense. So will not be enslaving others. You will be my slave, and then I will be Elon Musk's slave, okay? Please stop thinking that in an ANCAP deregulated uh, society that, that you will thrive in that society. You will not, okay? If you're not thriving in this situation, 
You're not thriving in that one. People walk into my home now just because they're going to be affected by the conditions of my house. That does not mean that they get a say in what I do. It is. Wait, what? Uh, no, they absolutely do get a fucking that. That's literally not true. That's why there's like zoning restrictions. And and uh, like, for example, if you have. All right. I want to stop there. I don't know if you <laughs> care, but I hate yeah. this because this is an appeal to like this is like, OK, well, you're just there's so many assumptions baked into that already that. Are you just like assuming I already buy into all these? Like, yeah, because <laughs> I'm talking about like a logical argument, something that's objective, something that's consistent. And then he's like, "Well, there's a there's laws, right? <laughs> there's laws. It's like, wouldn't you argue that like certain laws are illogical? I mean, they got to be because we've definitely have a lot of laws that contradict each other or that contradict any uh, logical argument." Um, and then he goes on to, uh, to say like, oh, you know, if like a kid falls into someone's pool, it's like, no, I, I was clearly making, saying like, if it affects you, the, the guy said, if it affects you, not if, uh, you're hurt because of some sort of negligence or something like that. Like we're talking, you walk into someone's home, every single aspect of that home affects you. It doesn't mean that you now have partial ownership over that home. And that's what they're arguing for here, basically. Yeah. They're arguing that you you need to have a partial ownership of that home, and you know that shows they're against personal property too. They're not just against private property. Yeah, well, this is the crux of any time you have uh, someone of his ilk and some of ours uh, kind of arguing is, I mean, a lot of times they just kind of we're we're just talking past each other because we're operating under the paradigm of private property and they're not operating under that paradigm. So it is just just like this is like an assumed point from the get go, and they're like multiple <laughs> layers past that, just like oh oh oh. Like laughing about it, and you're like, okay, well, I don't agree with like a very prime point of your logic. Like this is like so you have multiple layers of things built onto this logic that, and this is why you're in this indignant like spot that you're at, you know. So yeah, uh, but like it's cl clearly the arguments for the workers owning the means production is like labor theory of value, um, you know, the, or at, le at least a utilitarian army. It's not. Oh, it affects you. Therefore, you should have a say. So, so the fact he defends that position is just kind of wacky. I guess it's just because he's stupid. You yeah, know, he's, like. He's dumb. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Let's keep it moving. Uh, yeah. He is like he is. It's so weird how he has blown up. Like, that's probably the best point he makes in this at one point of how, you know, the, I think he brings up like meritocracy, which obviously like yeah. there are other arguments we had there. And we'll get into that when it comes up. But it, he is. He is pretty goddamn awful. So it, it is pretty. It's funny that he uh, he's gotten to where he's gotten because he is he is the stereotype of like the bad like fallacies essentially like how we how we interacts in general right. like in debate or whatever. Which I mean to to some degree that's I get it. That's fine. I do it all the time. You know I will intentionally be fallacious or intentionally not argue in an honest manner. But it, it depends on the scenario. But I feel like he. This is him actually legitimately trying to debate, if you will. So, yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, if you have your friends that come over to your house and they have children and they fall into your fucking pool and die, like you're absolutely liable for that for not putting up a fucking pool gate. Okay, so that's not even true. Uh, okay, let's keep going. Who has pool gates though? Like, is that a thing? Pool gates? I'm reading democracy. Oh, did you say something? I said, who's who has pool gates? Is that a thing? Pool that gates. is the thing. Yeah, I've seen those before. But at I, the same time, it's kind of like, I mean, I don't know. I guess we can get a weird deep theory here. 
the same time, if you come over with your own fucking kid to my house, I'm sorry. It's your own goddamn responsibility to take care of your fucking kid. I, if your kid trips in my pool and drowns, I don't know how the fuck that's my fault. So that's like they go freaking get into my pantry and drop like a a, a, a giant um, jar in their head or something. I don't know. Like they could do anything. It's like I'm yeah. definitely not liable for everything they do. Yeah, which is part of why like I hate this argument he's making because it's an appeal to that. It's like it's an it's not even like a good example of like a law or something that you're like makes sense because the whole like or you hear stories of people who hurt themselves on someone else's property and you know, then they sue the, the landowner. It's like, I, unless it's some sort of like business or something that like is kind of assumed that they should be somewhat safe, which I mean, I, I don't know. We can get a weird theory, but like it is ridiculous, especially we're talking like normal private property to make that argument. You're like, dude, you're at someone else's fucking house. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like you hurt yourself. I'm sorry. You're fucking retarded. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I mean, unless I put like a fucking, unless I set up some sort of trap, like, and then maybe that's a different story. Like, I don't know. Like if I invited you on my property and set up a tripwire with a shotgun shell, I mean, like I, then, okay, sure. There's a case to be made, but <laughs> uh, just tripping and drowning in my pool or whatever. No, that's, that's stupid. So, uh, yeah. To the God That Failed by Hans Hermann Hoppe, or the Myth of the Rational Voter by Brian Kaplan, incorporating democracy into the world. At least the ANCAP is like, you know, doing the reporting. Like he, he basically is like, yeah, this doesn't work. Like this doesn't. Democracy is a failure. He's doing the I, I am an anarcho-capitalist, and of course, because of that, I am a fascist. Take that's what it is. At least there's honesty in this. I'm really rational. Uh, I do gotta. <laughs> I obviously I gotta address that. Fascism, <laughs> the go-to fascism. I don't know if you want to address that. I, I mean, because I mean, <laughs> it's, it's like, I don't even know what he was saying there. Like, I'm doing the reporting. Like, what, what are you saying? What are you saying, Hassan? Like, I think he's just saying that you were upfront <laughs> about the fact that you're a fascist. Like, you're saying the quiet part out loud type deal is what he's saying. Where it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, democracy is literally a form of government. For you to say, oh yeah, we we have a uh, democratic anarcho-capitalist society anarchist society whatever like it's clearly a contradiction um and he doesn't even like like fascism and anti-democracy are not synonymous and of course fascism is anti-capitalist fascism is for a large state fascism is for socialism like i, I i'm absolutely gonna do the freaking thing that boomers do and say yeah the freaking fascists and the nazis were communists and socialists 100 percent, because that's just true um, yeah, they, they definitely were not for capitalists. They definitely were not for private property. Um, yeah. You know, Hitler uh, got rid of Article 153 of the Weimar Constitution, which guaranteed the right to private property. You know, these people were he, he was a communist. He fought for the uh, Bavarian Soviet in 1919. He was on the side of the Soviet, on the side of Moscow. Like these weren't capitalist people. These weren't libertarians these weren't anarchists nothing even close to that they were much more close to uh what hassan is yeah no it is it is ridiculous the the the, the fascism thing is i don't it's he's just it's almost like feels dumb even arguing with hassan because the dumb shit he says you're like do you have to the, for the umpteenth time be like no anarchism is not fascism like it just feels dumb like even for the even for our normie standards, but I guess not. Like I guess you at a certain point where it's like, yeah, I guess normies are just that far removed from you know logical discourse. I, I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, I guess we'll keep moving. Yeah, the, the fascism thing's fucking right. By the way, if anyone is super chatting, I don't know. I'm not able to keep track of the chat. I'll I'll, ch- I'll go over them later and we'll address them if there's anything that comes up. But uh, uh, right now, I uh, unless I keep like fucking with your view, uh, I gotta basically be on this YouTube page. But all right, boom. And really logical, and that's why I'm a fucking Nazi. <laughs> Workplace is something which that's another. He did it again. The, the Nazi. Okay, I, mean, I guess I'm kind of pointing out it's the same thing. We just brought it up. The fascism. Then, then he then he brought it to Nazi, which yeah. like I mean, Nazis yeah. are like, yeah, we have this entire theory of history, these yeah. theories of race, the, the these theories of the state and government and all this stuff. And then he's like, well, I mean, it's, it's just anti-democracy. Which honestly, Hitler was pro-democracy. Yeah, if we're being if we're being honest. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like, like a lot of people too don't realize, like, uh, like a lot of the like the Jew stuff was like, he was more or less like as I mean, we kind of joked, I joked about it on like Tar- Power Power recently, but really he was just more or less reading the room, like that was completely a democratic action, like he was just kind of like, well, that's kind of what they want to hear, and I said it, like, like it, people act as if he just like ginned up all this hatred, like and it was not existent until he came around and just everyone followed him. It was like, no, he was just kind of reading the room and completely playing the democratic game, like a fiddle. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, okay. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe that might hurt your sensibilities because everyone wants this one evil man to blame. It's kind of like, well, I mean, this was a disenfranchised group that found a fucking scapegoat. And then someone came up and, you know, pointed out said scapegoat and everyone fucking <laughs> fell for it. Like, uh, it was pretty goddamn democratic. <laughs> so, yeah. like, uh, but yeah, all right, I guess we can move on. It's just, uh, I mean, I don't know. It, it feels silly pointing these out because this is this is like one hundred and one shit. Uh, it, it like it is funny how like he did the fascism thing because like anarchism, fascism, and then he jumped right to Nazi. It was like because it's almost like that's the straw man of that like fascism is Nazism, but no, he went right to it. Yep, anarchism and fascism are Nazis, exact same thing. Yep, <laughs> we know how much NAP respected they were. But, all right, it has been tried many, many times. A democratized workplace is called a worker cooperative. Yugoslavia actually once had a system entirely made up of worker cooperatives. And this is a great paper from the London School of Economics analyzing. <laughs> oh, I wonder what the London School of Economics had to say about fucking Yugoslavia, dude. Let's see. This worker cooperative system in Yugoslavia increased unemployment, decreased job finding rates, even increased the natural rate of unemployment. At one point, more than 20% of the workforce was working. I got to point out, I know it's not even really like anything of substantive. He's such a catty bitch. He's not even like waiting for you to make your points. He's already just ridiculing. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, like what, what is he, what is he ridiculing? Like that it's, that it's an economics institution. It's like, <laughs> yeah. whoa, bro. Are you, are you quoting like an economics journal? Wow. Uh, yeah. It's like, it just reminds yeah. me of like every fight with like a dumb woman ever. Where you're like, especially like a girlfriend or something, where you're like, you're like, hey, my friend Andy said right here, I was here. Oh, Andy? Andy said that? And they're like, yeah, 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 Andy said that. I don't know what you're, what, what are you getting at? Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, all right. The, uh, whole, uh, the normie view of research and sources, which I really hate. I, I, unfortunately, I think most people fall into that category. You know, it's the people, like, they're like, hey, I, I got this freaking thing on PubMed, it must be true because PubMed is a, is some credible source. It's like, well, no, PubMed is a source that accesses a ton of different journals about medicine and health. Like, it's not a journal. It's not a peer-reviewed journal. It doesn't even have to be peer-reviewed to be in there, which I don't always care about peer-review anyways, but I'm just, I'm just saying. 
you know, it doesn't have like every single person is going to find a lot of things that they disagree with in PubMed and whatnot. Like, and then, you know, they'll be like, oh, this is from an economics journal. Uh, They're anti-socialist. They're biased, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's it's just so stupid. Yeah, the whole it is funny, the hallowed institution of science. And uh, it is kind of funny uh, the past couple of years and what it's done to it. I mean, a lot of people still lean on it. And even myself, probably a few years ago, I still had, kind of had this like deference for science uh, TM or whatever. And like even now, though, like don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I agree with science, the, the scientific method. But you know how they have this idea of like, well, this is peer reviewed. This is this, this is that. So this is, you know, they have this whole like com- like uh, fucking ridiculous method of how we determine this is truth and it's like there's so many assumptions baked into that like how many of these fucking covid things were peer-reviewed you know what i mean like uh, i don't i mean obviously i don't know maybe none of them were but i have a feeling there were a few that a lot of people were jumping on are like well this is peer-reviewed this is all legit oh you know and they're throwing around words like consensus when there isn't any and you know it, it, it i don't know this yeah the whole source thing it, it does get ridiculous like like, like you kind of almost have to assume every source to some extent is probably a little bit corrupted and use your own fucking brain to determine, you know, to, to kind of wade through the, the filth of what is legitimate information, you know? Yeah. So, all right. All right. Let's move on. In other countries because they couldn't find jobs. Definitely better now. I'm glad that that system, you know, that system failed so disastrously that it's, it's now excellent now. Shit is popping shit's popping the fuck off now dude very good now much 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 better i know i say no balkan talk but but come on okay come the fuck on dude so one of the major internal factors i don't i mean it's gonna give you a chance to respond to any of that i'm not yeah, a huge I mean... <laughs> foreign policy expert so i don't really know how this country is doing so i don't i feel like he's not either which is what is like ridiculous like i feel like he has no fucking idea what he's referring to here That's, at all but- yeah it's like let's assume i don't know much about like yugoslavia today but let's assume like it's it's an absolute like hellhole right so what does that have to do what does that have to do with what i'm saying you know like they clearly were on a very bad path after they went into market socialism from where they were just pointing out that things might suck now too or or worse or whatever which i don't even know if that's true like i don't think i does he really know anything about Yugoslavia? I don't think so. I mean, considering I don't, I doubt he does. So yeah, like, <laughs> that's kind honestly, of my barometer. <laughs> so. But it, it's they always do this. It's like, well, look how bad this was, and like, but but it was worse when they did <laughs> yeah. this. It's like, well, are you conceding? Are you conceding this was bad? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing here. This is this is a Somalia thing. This is a, a Somalia thing. Like, it's a Somalia meme of like, just move to Somalia. You're like, okay, well, don't you realize there was actually like a period of time where compared to their previous state, they were doing pretty fucking baller compared to like where they were under like basically what was anarchism. And then as soon as the states got involved, they went back to shit. So, I mean, yeah, y- yeah compared to what? Like, yeah, I get it. It was still a hellhole. But it was less of a hellhole when there weren't countries deep or governments deep dicking them. So, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yes, it was bad. No one's debating it was bad. <laughs> like, uh, okay. Yes, third world countries be third world countries. <laughs> I don't know if you're trying to assume that when I say anarchism, I think they immediately just magically evolve like a Pokemon into a first world country. Like, no, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. Uh, all right, let's move on. 
factors was distorted labor incentives. If your workplace is a democracy and not a meritocracy, you do not have incentives to perform better. You don't have... Okay. Perform better by what metric, dude? By what metric? We never have this conversation. Every time people talk about efficiency, they're talking about efficiency from a capitalist point of view. And yes, if you look at efficiency from a capitalist point of view, obviously other kinds of organizations are probably not going to look like they're performing better. You have to look at the different kinds of metrics that that help, like turnover rate, the workplace conditions, the happiness metrics, even though they're very qualitative and difficult to fucking uh, uh, fully comprehend. You have to look at whether a system that is designed to benefit the, uh, the many rather than the few is doing a good job of exacting that, okay? What it set out to do. Also, he said meritocracy. All right. Yeah. I think there's something to respond to there. I'll let you have the floor. There's a lot there. He kind of plays this like hide the ball with me. Oh, well, you're saying things are going to capitalism? Well, well, that's under capitalist metrics, so... <laughs> yeah, this this is actually a historic moment because prior to this, I never heard a leftist be like, well, yeah, my system sucked, but that's only using capitalist metrics. Like, yeah. I've never heard someone say that because it's such a dumb thing to say, but now yeah. so many repeat that like i've encountered that argument dozens of times now just since that video when prior I mean, honestly never though i will say in like a certain retarded kind of way it's actually genius so like i mean if well it's kind of like well if you just shift your perspective like yeah <laughs> it's like i literally gave like these I, I i showed these particular things i'm like like unemployment, you know, workplace participation and stuff like that. And then he he ignores that. And it's like, well, what does efficiency mean? Efficiency usually means more uh, maximizing inputs, minimizing or maximizing outputs, minimizing inputs, which is good, right? That's good for everything. That's good for the environment. That's good for everything. Like that's literally what everybody should support. If you don't support it, you're really retarded. But some somehow like an employment is a capitalist metric because I guess well, the socialism, you don't have jobs. So it's, uh, yeah, it's all, everyone's point, unemployed, really. but that's just <laughs> normal, I guess. Yeah. Uh, no, it's pretty retarded. All right. Now he's going to move on to the meritocracy thing. real, <laughs> Which is why I laugh. Obviously it's not fucking real. Meritocracy is a lie. I'm a dumbass. Look at the amount of success I have. Meritocracy is a fucking lie. I work hard, okay? But I got very fortunate. Your spawn point is incredibly important for you, okay? That's why it's not that, uh, you know. All right, well, let's go and stop there. I think he's going to go in more. But I, I guess while it's fresh in mind, I do want to bring up, he he kind of did a little bit of a dis whether he, well, I guess dishonest is might be the wrong way to put it. Because it, 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 whether it was intentional or not, he went from, oh, well, meritocracy doesn't exist. And you're like, okay, but we're, like you're arguing for essentially anarchism, anarcho capitalism, and he's going, oh well, mer uh, fucking meritocracy doesn't exist. Like, yeah, no shit, because we're not under anarcho capitalism. This is like this is the thing we're aspiring for. Yes, meritocracy. I mean, I guess you can make a case it does exist in this current system, but not to the same extent. Mm -hmm. uh, we're basically some sort of democracy of sorts uh, right now, and yeah, meritocracy uh, yet yeah, sort of doesn't exist and. I mean, even then, I know you would probably make the case that even in a perfect, like even if we did become like an ancap society, it wouldn't be a perfect meritocracy. There, yeah, there would be nobody some, believes like, that. You yeah. know, it's the, it's just straw manning. It's like, oh, you think, oh, look, here's one example. You know, it's like, well, people have ten fingers. Uh, actually, actually, I have eleven fingers. So people yeah. don't have ten fingers. 
Like, you know right. what I can like, do with that like, extra finger and you can't? I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's like, I don't yeah. care about some outliers. I care about, like, the general rule for that yes. system. And what I'm at, I'm, like, advocating for meritocracy in the workplace. So to say, oh, where meritocracy doesn't exist, you know, and they also say stuff like meritocracy is racist, which is, which is hilarious. I mean, you're just, that's just you admitting <sighs> that like other races just aren't as good. If that's what you're saying, <laughs> it's not the win you think it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I had something else to say, but I forgot. I guess we'll keep moving on. Yeah. It, it, it's just ridiculous on its face. Just the meritocracy bullshit here. Oh, America pound for pound has like way more, uh, you know, way more fucking billionaires than all these other countries of the Western world has all these like incredibly successful people because they are just so brilliant. It's because they were born in a material, their their spawn point was better than someone who was born in fucking Zimbabwe. That doesn't mean that there aren't like capable individuals in Zimbabwe if they were put through an exact same kind of system and get all the same fucking material uh, equality and the material conditions that the American has, the average American or the average Western uh, Westerner has doesn't mean that they're not going to fucking succeed in a similar, if not even greater capacity, okay? It's so stupid. It's just a way for dummies to make themselves feel better, okay? But when you're this guy, when you're fucking Prax Ben, you're just <laughs> okay? An anarchist, a hoppian, neo-reactionary. He's right. ...was distorted labor incentives. If your workplace is a democracy and not a meritocracy, you do You're, not... You have, if your workplace is a democracy, you have distorted labor... You have distorted labor incentives, dude. Yeah, like what? Fucking better workplace conditions? Like, uh... Oh, you want to respond to that? And I'll uh, let the yeah. uh, ad play. That's actually a perfect time for an ad to drop anyways, so... Yeah, I elaborated <laughs> on that more in, in my video, because I, uh in my response video to him because I wanted to go over more what like the paper was talking about, but like basically, uh, you know, people, it, you have a vote, you have voting power to benefit yourself. And that's what people focus on. They don't focus on benefiting everyone else. Yes. People are, uh, generally pretty selfish and greedy and they want to benefit themselves more than everyone else. And when you have these worker cooperatives, People will want to screw over, screw over other people, so they get those benefits rather than the others. Whereas in a in a traditional firm, you know, you get that you work your way up with higher wages and stuff like that by working better, right? Like you don't have to work better to get higher pay. You theoretically don't have to work better to get higher pay in a worker co-op. You just have to vote for it. You just have to convince people to to go with that and you know democracy generally has uh these corruptible aspects you know we see it we see it in america today like what, what's with all these like woke corporations and stuff like that it's about democracy otherwise like they wouldn't be going down most of these these paths what is what is uh the whole gay propaganda machine come from it comes from the fact that uh, we got government involved in marriage and then banned gay marriage. And we did other things, which people really in reality should have had the right to do. And then they, all these crazy people, these progressives go into self-defense mode and they, they think, you know, everybody's out to get them. And so they have to take over every single institution so they can uh, make sure they don't lose their rights and all of that. Uh, that's where all this came from. You know, they, they wanted to change people's minds for voting and all that, like, it creates distorted incentives. That's just it's just a fact that you can can see that consistently in democracies. Absolutely. All right, let's move on. I mean, 
even if we're not talking about a cooperative, you can literally take this exact same fucking argument and compare it to countries with higher rates of unionization versus countries with lower <laughs> rates of unionization. Because a cooperative ultimately is enacting the, the, the interests of the many, allowing workers to have a say in the process, uh, allowing workers to have a say in how much of the profits go back to them versus how much of the profits actually go to like, I don't know, marketing and shit like that. Uh, it is most reductive take. That's what this does. Okay. Turning a, a workplace, which is an authoritarian uh, style of governance into something that's closer to a democracy. If you look at countries with higher unionization rates, do you want to touch on unionization real quick? I guess get your opinions on that. Cause I'll, I'll give mine real quick. I mean, I, not that I'm some deep thinker or anything when it comes to unionization, <laughs> I'm not necessarily for or against like my issue is when unions start tapping into the power of the state to try to fucking cause issues. But like, if you're just some group of people that want to use your uh, power to be like, Hey, if this happens then we're not going to work or whatever, sure. But it, the problem is once they start lobbying and doing all sorts of other weird shit when it gets iffy for me. So I guess I'll get your opinion on that matter. Yeah. Uh, as far as unions go, I think that actually proves my point even further because a lot of the time what happens in unions is people who work better will get screwed over because you know it's collective bargaining, right? It's not individuals being able to rise up uh, through their skills and through through uh, um, you know who, who they are as an individual. It's it's collective. So you have this group of people. Some of them are going to suck. Some of them are better, but they all have to kind of get into this equilibrium instead of being able to spread out. You know, when you have uh, worse workers, um, unions will often protect them. They'll actually protect worse workers better than they protect uh, good workers a lot of the time. Uh, in my experience with unions, I've seen unions defend people who just sat in the bathroom all day. And they're like, oh, you have no proof of that. Well, we have video footage of her not being at her posts you have several witnesses who said she was in the bathroom but where's your proof but where's your proof of that and i've I, I used to sit into uh union meetings and hear that and i was like what is wrong with these people like they have video footage that she wasn't at her post but they need proof that is that, that is the proof you morons but they'll vehemently protect people um generally it will uh lower wages rather than um raise wages uh, because we're talking, I'm I, I'm actually not gonna go too much into the whole labor union things because it's a very complex. <laughs> yeah, topic. it does get weird. But, I mean, it is one of those things that, like, I know, especially earlier in my days of libertarianism, I was very much like, in my head, I <laughs> thought thought you had to be either for or against. But there's, I feel like there's a whole lot more nuance to it than just that. Yeah, because there are. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, if it's voluntary, I don't care. But the problem is once you start like pulling the power of the state into it, it gets it gets. It gets fucking dodgy at that point, in my opinion. That's kind of where I'm at. Right. So, yeah. But, yeah. I I went into more detail on it in my response to uh to Hassan yeah. on my YouTube channel. So if people really want to look into that, they can check that out or read the chapter on unions and economics in one lesson. Yeah, and if you want to send me any links like to your YouTube video, I'll put them in the video description whenever All I right. do drop this publicly. Awesome. But yeah, let's move on. Their workers have significantly better benefits, and their workers are significantly happier. That's it. There you go. If your workplace is a democracy and not a meritocracy, you do not have incentives to perform better. Now, perform sure. better for who? Perform better for your <laughs> boss? Amazon is a, a, a great example of this. Their efficiency is through the fucking roof, dude. 
But workers are pissing in bottles. Their efficiency is through the roof, but they have to have an ambulance out. I want to say real quick, there's nothing wrong with pissing in a bottle. Been there, done that. Just, But we'll move on. Side of the fucking distribution center, because it's a lot cheaper to fucking, you know, send that ambulance back and forth to the hospital than to actually pay for the fucking AC. They're performing really well, though. The efficiency is high. That good? No. I feel like maybe there should be a better balance here. If only there was a way to have a say, to have a seat at the table. All right. I just gotta say, with all this shit he's saying right there, don't take the fucking job. If if to you it's that important to not piss in a bottle, don't take the fucking job. It's really yeah, that it's simple. Like, what they don't consider is like in reality, it kind of is a democracy. It's yeah. Not necessarily with the workers, but with the consumers, because it's the consumers who are like, "Hey, this is what we want. This is what we want you to do." And people go into these jobs knowing like that's what the consumers demand. The consumers are the ones who are promised to. Uh, you know, get these packages on a certain time and who go to Amazon because of that reason. And sometimes maybe getting that package uh, to them on time means it's going to be much harder for you to get a bathroom break. Maybe sometime I'm a security guard. Maybe sometime me trying to make sure someone doesn't walk into a factory with a bomb means I have to wait an extra 30 minutes for someone to come relieve my post so I can go to the bathroom or go eat. You know, like this isn't freaking rocket science. You know, you could think of a many examples where something unfortunate may happen, but it's like, um, this is just you trying to appease the consumers. This isn't trying to appease just some boss, some, uh, some guy in the sky, some guy in office. Like this is what the consumers are demanding. And if you don't want to try to help the consumers get what they want, then don't take that job. And I guess for me, it's just like I've been a manual laborer like my whole life. So to hear someone be like, oh, my God, you're to piss in a bottle. It's like, <coughs> yeah, so like, I, OK, if that's something like if your complaint is, oh, my God, you're to piss in a bottle. It's like for me, it's like, God, you are so fucking mollycoddled that it's just like I don't even know what to say to you. Like, oh, no, you had to fucking bust your hump once in your life. Oh no! Like okay, yeah, it's like, I'll, I'll gladly like go uh, take a job where I'm making as much as Amazon employees make. What is like, freaking sixteen dollars an hour or more now? Uh, but have to pee in the bottle once. Like that that would be totally chill with me. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, like yeah, don't do it where people can see it. But I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like I was fucking. I, I mean, I've let people know I used to be active duty military when I was deployed. I used to piss in bottles all the time. The fucking pissers would be like a goddamn mile or two away. Like, not that big of a deal. You're a dude. You have a dick. Like, okay, so what? Like, I mean, I have a little bit of sympathy if you're a chick. Like, but like for the most part, like, get the fuck over yourself. Like, human beings piss. Like, it, it's not that big of a deal. Like, this is stupid. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. It's just silly the idea. Like, oh my god, you had to work hard. Like, yeah, like people just give away money. Like, what the fuck do you think this is? Now, under socialism, you always have bathrooms everywhere at all times. Yeah. Always. <laughs> like, if you're driving down the road, road trip, like, there, yeah. a bathroom will appear out of nowhere. That's how it works. <laughs> it's a beautiful fucking future. I'm not, like, uh, I'm not saying that the end-all, be-all is cooperative corporations. I don't think that, like, everything should be a co-op, okay? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not one of those individuals. But it's a good start. A lot better than fucking having an authoritarian, an inarguably authoritarian uh, uh, way of organizing your workplace, which is what we exist under currently. Our empirical findings reveal that long-standing labor voice and corporate governance is associated with significantly depressed shareholder value, sale growth, and job creation. 
No way, dude. No way. Are you telling me that shareholder value diminishes when workers have a say, dude? What? Fuck. That's it, bro. Yeah, that's the yeah, point. Yeah, on this part, he like it just ignores the two other things I said. I'm like job creation, sales growth, and he's like, I'll hyper fixate on this one thing. Yep, he was looking for something. You can tell the way he is. He really, it really does remind me of like being in a argument with like a catty on edge woman. He's just looking for the one thing to pounce on, and you gave it to him because that's like, one of the major things with co-ops is. And I went over this like that's why I went over that several times in this video. I'm like, co-ops don't create jobs; they don't grow. They just don't because you're not you. You have no friggin' profit to grow. Like, yeah, you could have some co-ops sometimes and that, that that can work fine especially if you have a bunch of retired socialists who need to be appeased hey go go start your freaking co-op but if you want an entire economy on that where you need more jobs and stuff like that like it's not gonna work they don't create jobs they don't grow all right let's move on. of course shareholder value is gonna decrease <laughs> because that means that that fucking place is means people aren't going to invest in your business, retard. You extract <laughs> yeah, do you want to expand that more? But uh, that comment's probably enough right there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. From the worker <laughs> in a better, more meaningful capacity back to the fucking workers that are generating it. And therefore, yes, shareholder values are decreasing. This isn't just me who recognizes this, okay? You don't have to be a fucking commie or whatever the fuck to notice this. CEOs notice it too. After all, that's precisely why all the fucking Forbes, uh, Fortune like, 500 is, top uh, CEOs got this together. This is what I get. This is what I get <laughs> for being good faith and like giving all of the information. Like if I yeah. if I wanted to kind of mess around with these people, I would I would leave that part out. I'd be like, oh, look at this stuff. Look at just the bad stuff. But I I'm trying to give people a full picture. But that's what they do. Like that one thing. Uh, would I, I think there's like that whole. Uh, freaking story that people try to tell they'll say it was like einstein or whoever else where they like write on the blackboard a bunch of complex uh mathematical equations and they get all of them right and then at the end they get one wrong and everyone hyper fixates on that one wrong uh it, it's sort of like that except even worse you know yeah <laughs> no it is it is it's is something ridiculous and you know what like it, i feel like i got a vibe there of almost like you're like almost like i shouldn't have been so good faith but you know yeah. what though it pays off because the very fact that we're even talking about it is because of that and that's probably part of why i end up on part of the problem because you were you if anyone like was reasonable especially someone who has a, like a slight bit of libertarian theory behind their belt like looks at this they go holy fuck like the the uh, discrepancy between you and him here and him being the indignant one coming at you being ridiculous is just astounding for anyone who has a little bit of know-how. So this is why it became such a big thing as it is. So, yeah. So always, uh, always keep that shit in mind, people. All right, let's move on. Wrote a letter to say we need to shift our priorities away from increasing and improving shareholder value to increasing and improving stakeholder value, which also features community, which is like, you know, whatever, symbolic bullshit, and also our workers. So they realize, <laughs> too, they realize that wealth and income disparity and inequality has gotten to a point where workers are fucking like this. Wait, 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 wait. Did he just bring up Davos and kind of like be like, oh, look at how good these people were? Or did I just, or did I misread that? Yeah, I don't know where that was. I think it said something like Switzerland or something. 
Well, the Davos people, that's kind of like a, I'm not a huge conspiracy guy, but I know Davos, uh, the, what was the fucking, um, God, who's that fucking, journey? Klaus Schwab, I know he's a World Economic Forum. Those people kind of always get mentioned together. I think they're kind of roughly, uh, okay, I, my point being, it just seemed like he was kind of uh, taking, uh, you know, the the big dogs that you will, the Rothschilds, th- those gr- class of people, and it kind of was borderline just like entirely taking their point, but uh and kind of be like, look, even these, they see how great our ideas are, which is like, wait, what? Those aren't the people you really want to be dro- name dropping here. Uh, but maybe I'm misreading it. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I'm on the sides of, of the rich people. So even the rich <laughs> people agree with me. ANCAP owned. ANCAP yeah. completely pawned. Yeah. You know, the world lenders, you know, the one who, who, who lend the money <laughs> to all the fucking countries, even they see the utility in our arguments. Like, okay, pal. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh i'll let you have that win i guess <laughs> yeah yeah there you go uh, i mean maybe i misheard that i just heard davos and my fucking spidey sense went off real quick all right we'll move on sucks this fucking sucks i'm gonna go into home depot with 10 of my homies and we're gonna steal as many fucking as many hammers as we can so we can go fucking rob the goddamn louis vuitton store and maybe you know make more money for Chris. that's called egoism guys <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what he's on. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about here. Like he's he, he's just doing this straw man. I think he's doing the straw man of anarchism here. Of like, oh, we'll do what the fuck we want. Like, okay, like that's not what we're describing, but okay. Uh, but yeah, all right, we'll pop back in. Brent, I cannot believe that capitalists got together and and said that uh, socialist organizations of the workplace or uh, you know cooperative organizations of the workplace that 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 try to place the material conditions of the worker above those who do not actually add value those workplaces are not as efficient under capitalist metrics of success that's crazy wait 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 you mean you mean capitalists are incentivized to treat workers good what that's crazy that's crazy man <laughs> Wow, he, he sure he sure beat my entire worldview with that one. Yeah, that's I love it because they always do this. They always like say this one thing, and then they say something else entirely. It's like, how do you contradict yourself so hard, man? Like I I saw this TikTok video of the socialist, and he was uh, like yesterday, and he was like. Um, yeah, like, what do you think, you know, under socialism, if the doctors are being paid less, like, they wouldn't do, like, as much. Like, obviously, they're doing this because they want to and not because they're greedy and they want to make a profit. Like, they always, they they do the thing where they're like, oh, no, not everybody wants to make a profit. They just want to, some people want to help the community and stuff like that. But then as soon as, like, you're making arguments like, but everyone's just good. like the, the private police, they're going to work for China because they pay them more and they just care about profit. They're going to abandon all of their family and everybody and just kill their own people because of profit. And then the capitalists, all they care about is profit. <clears throat> they can't possibly, they can't possibly have an ounce of compassion in them. <laughs> only the people, the people only have compassion when I say they do. Yeah, no, shit's uh, shit's ridiculous. 
All right, let's move on. This is funny. Capital expenditure, R&D spending, and high-risk investments in general. The thing is, the average person isn't willing to make high-risk investments. So when you democratize the workplace, that's going to be reflected in the decision. No way, that's terrible. That's terrible, dude. What? No high-risk investments? What the fuck, dude? That sucks. Bro, this motherfucker is literally saying, when workers have a say in the seat of the table uh, on, on what to do with the profit that they generate through their labor, if workers have a say in what to do with the profits of the company, they end up saying, hey, maybe we should spend some of that that we generated back on ourselves. And also, uh, I do. I, I, I couldn't. I wanted to hold off. Let me finish it. I was just jumping, chomping the bit. This is so fucking retarded because his argument here is that like, oh, my God, this will deter people from making high risk investments. And it's just like this assumed thing that high risk investments are bad. Yeah, it's like, like it's like if they were bad, <laughs> then people wouldn't do it. Like <laughs> the whole point is like someone is smart and they know how to make a high risk investment and not freaking fail, not be yeah. on the losing end of that, right? Like if they're experienced, if they've gone through this, if they've gone for school for this or whatever, you know, like with the average person, they not only can't do that, but they're not going to want to. It's just such a can't. smooth brain take. It's just like high risk investment, bad. Like, okay. And of course, <laughs> like, he ignores. You don't think like there's the... maybe a high high risk, high reward that's literally never a thing you've ever heard in your fucking life? Like, you don't think maybe there's like a reason why? Like, maybe there's certain people are suited to this sort of type of thing. Like, it, okay. It's crazy because I even gave an example like just then, but he ignored it. Like I said, less R and D spending, but of course, you know that that never happened. He's he just totally missed that part. Yeah, like maybe there'd be a certain person whose time and resources could be devoted to market research and understanding what investments are sound and which aren't. Even though it's technically maybe a high risk, but he has a good he's a good idea of the market and where things would go. But no, we'll just trust the fucking dude that that measures the the wood at 18 inches and cuts it every fucking time. Like, okay, that makes fucking sense. But I don't know. And I say that as someone who was the guy who did that shit. So like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't know fucking no. Like, okay. I don't know. It's, uh, this one was probably the most ridiculous thing that stood out to me the entire thing. It's so fucking retarded. But right, let's move on. So high-risk investments have obviously never caused chaos. Uh, I, I assume Prax Ben was born in 2009, <laughs> so he's unaware of anything that has happened throughout. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, all right. I mean, like, even 10 seconds. Like, we're probably going to finish this video tonight because this is retarded. It's, it's getting more and more ridiculous. He, he applies high-risk investment to the 2008 crisis. I'll let you take it away, Ben. Well, it's like, it's like, but who was, it's not high-risk investments. It's bad investments. Like, yeah. it's just blatantly bad investments. And it's like, and then why were those bad investments made? Uh, maybe because they basically not only uh screwed up the market and screwed up the signals that help people make good investments but they also kind of put people into situations where they had no choice you know where they had to do these uh loans out to people who wouldn't be able to pay them back and stuff like that like he has no understanding of the 2008 crisis that's uh, <laughs> i don't know man this anti-investment thing like I've never heard anybody else uh, have that position. <laughs> no, it is just like he is. Hassan is such a great straw man for the other side. It's like I almost feel bad fucking with him because he's so fucking retarded. <laughs> like, it's, it's rough. All right, let's move on. <laughs> history since then.
Prioritizing safety and workplace conditions and better benefits for the workers that ultimately generate the profits regardless and create all the value is the appropriate way to go forward. It might not be the most efficient way from a capitalist mode of production standpoint, but it's still the right thing to do. It's the fair, more importantly than that, it's the fair thing to do. Higher time preference and capitalists generally have a lower time preference. So owners are willing to make these high-risk investments that will bring in high rewards down the road. This results in more growth and job creation. Yeah, totally, dude. Owners wanting to improve shareholder value and uh, boards and corporations wanting to consistently grow and consistently increase shareholder value has been great for the American working class. Oh, yes. my God. All right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good spot to stop. All right, you go on. You, you're already chomping, I can tell. I mean, literally, <laughs> literally, yes. Um, like he, he's not even like directly addressing what I'm saying. You know, I'm, I'm making points about job growth and stuff like that. Like, you know, if you, if you make good investments and get more profit out of those and you're gonna, you're going to be growing more, you're going to be expanding more, creating new jobs. Like that, that's like what the fourth time I mentioned jobs in that video. And he's not touched that once. He, he won't knew? Touch Maybe that we should please investors. <laughs> <laughs> but go on sorry and yeah like friggin uh co-ops don't get investors people don't invest in co-ops yeah because like, they're they don't get their money back like, like investments get a lot of businesses going like how, how do you get your freaking business going when you don't have when you don't have capital like they can't comprehend these things the lord will provide all right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it is, it is such a retarded take because it's at, at its vein. It's like, well, fuck those rich people, those rich people who are fucking making this literally happen. So, I, okay, like, yes, I get it. They make profit, but if they didn't make profit, why would they give a fuck about what we're doing? <laughs> like, it's the only thing that makes them care in the first place. Like, it's just such a retarded like look on how things work. But all right, let's move on god so good that's why uh you know when you go to syracuse for example it's a it's a wonderful robust city that's you know, what's, what's great economy is like I, mean, you go I i don't know why he brought up like syracuse out of everything but i <laughs> i i had just moved from syracuse when i made that video <clears throat> and syracuse is like filled to the brim with left wingers and there's like so many socialists there and like it, it, it was the government that like screwed everyone over. Like it wasn't friggin' high risk investments. Like I don't know, like why he thinks it was like some evil capitalists in in friggin' top hats that ruined Syracuse. Like you ask anyone there, and everybody knows what happened. Everybody knows like who ruined it. Like it's just. He has no clue what he's talking about. No, it was just his go to. Like that's that it wasn't. It was literally just like a preloaded, like it's the NPC thing. It was like the preloaded if then, like fucking, you know, like program thing. Like that was his go to. I don't know why, but he was fixated on Syracuse at that point in time. And that was his go to. Yeah. And I'm sure if you had been having it back and forth, you probably could have had some go to to fucking come back at him with. Although I say that, but it really would have been more like a Charlie Kirk type that would have a preloaded go to of the opposite whereas like people like me and you we like kind of interact like human beings and we go like well i don't well what do you mean there and like it, it almost like to some extent to normies discredits us because we don't have an immediate knee-jerk fucking preloaded response of like well if you look at this city 
You're like, yeah, it's like, what about this ultra specific example that you know nothing about? This completely debunks your entire point. And it's like, let me look into it. How do I know you're telling the truth? You could mm-hmm. just be lying. Like, well, what about this anarcho-communist society that had 10 million people in it and survived for 4,000 years? Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, I, I got to look into this, you know? There, there are like a, literally a million factors that play into this that would like, we could argue about. So yeah, like, That's one of the reasons theory is important, though. Like, yes. even if they bring up these dumb, like, empirical examples that you know nothing about, you can just argue, like, well, you, this can't possibly be true. <laughs> Yeah, like let's dig into this. I'm like, no, 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 don't dig into it. <laughs> okay, All right, let's move on. Go to anywhere in the fucking Rust Belt. Go to West Virginia, for example. Oh man, owners creating so many more fucking jobs out there. It's sick. It's sick. Oh wait, that didn't happen because they fucking moved manufacturing overseas. No, that that isn't happening because they wanted to improve their margins. They wanted to increase shareholder value. And that's precisely what happened. Look at Detroit, everywhere else, everywhere in, uh, everywhere in the wealthiest nation on earth, we have fucking ghost towns. We have been prioritizing the interests of the wealthy that never even stepped foot in the fucking factory floor, okay? And that could be all of you. I don't, I don't get the reference to the stepping from the factory floor, to be honest with you. It's like, uh, it's like a, he thinks, you know, like the Lego movie, like President Business. He thinks that's what they're all like, you know? Yeah. He gets his, he, he, he gets his like, views on production and capitalism from from cartoons that's yeah that's about it well i mean even then though these like i mean even from that perspective these are people trying to make money and i guess for his perspective like that's bad but it's like okay well he's trying to find things to invest in it's like what is the alternative like people who just want to give away their money like what kind of weird fucking utopia is this like yeah, it's like, like, but it, like, what about like the small businesses and stuff? Like, he's hyper fixating on like large multinational corporations. When ANCAPs don't even support that because we know it's much harder for them to get that big uh, in yes. an actual free market when they don't have patent protections and subsidies and all that. Yeah, that is funny because he does really lean on the like corporatist. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just because, I mean, to be fair to him, I guess libertarianism gets us like parody of being like Ayn Randian. But it's like uh, once you really get into it, especially now, past like post COVID or whatever the fuck, like a lot of libertarians are not about that life. Like we, a lot of us have moved on. Like we learned the error of our ways. For those who actually did describe to that in the uh, in the time of COVID, we we're like, oh yeah, fuck the corporations. Like, and that's yeah. because they are bastard fucking uh, pr- uh, like children of the government. Essentially, is what they are. Right. So. Yeah, but uh, I guess we can move on. Like someone let's say, and even myself in some meaningful capacity, because this is just a financialized economy. There's nothing else to do. Uh, if you want to even have a nest egg, if you don't want to work for the rest of your fucking life, uh, you have to get a 401k, for example, because we don't even have social safety nets. We don't even have adequate social safety nets for people who are no longer productive laborers. Okay, in that system, we prioritize people that are putting money into the stock market rather than people who are actually doing the productive labor. It's hilarious. He's basically arguing that worker co-ops are bad because they don't do capitalism as well. Such an inherent bias from the super rational objective, dude. It, that's precisely what he's doing here. They found that worker. I don't know if you want to address any of that. I mean, that was yeah. A lot I mean, like, he's just again like saying all this stuff about the, the modern U.S. economy, which of course has issues. Like they, we, our government uh, introducing welfare and stuff like that. They basically outlawed the fraternal societies and stuff like that that we had before. That took care of a lot more people than welfare did. Um, 
so yeah, like I'm not advocating for our current system of some welfare and and all that stuff. Like, no, no, I want uh, I want a very uh, welfare filled society with mutual aid and fraternal societies and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, all right. Oh, let's go on. Cooperatives tended to have lower <laughs> and worker cooperatives were constrained by financial difficulties, management inexperience, and interpersonal rivalry. This is the funnest uh, gish gallop I've ever engaged in. Uh, um, see, there, there we go. Go through every. Go ahead. <laughs> he's like, I'm like, they had lower pay, and he's like, this is a gish gallop. This is a gish gallop. I'm not gonna. You threw like that. twelve things at me. <laughs> but go on. Yeah, I mean, a, a gish gallop. That's what a gish gallop that. is, right? I believe, if I remember correctly, gish gallop is the idea of the dishonest argument tactic where they throw multiple things at you at once, which is a weird thing to say in this context. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. It's been a while since I've uh, looked into these logical. I know it's more of an ism. I've heard people use the gish gallop where they throw multiple things at you. Maybe that's something else. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, gish gallop is like kind of having a uh, usually memorized thing where you just cover okay. a ton of things where it's like basically too much for people to respond to. Yes. And yep. typically at that point, you're like making fun of them for not responding, right? It's usually not just like throwing mm. some stuff out there. It's like I'm, I'm doing a video, right? I'm not it, – yeah. it's usually in debate. I'm doing a video. Exactly, you know? which is why my point where it's weird to call this a gish gallop. Like you're not yeah. in a debate. Like you're not throwing 12 things at them to respond to And that was like once. what, three things? Uh, it wasn't I – mean, it might have been like two. <laughs> yeah, I'm like – I'm like it, it might have been technically one thing. I was just expanding on that one thing. So I'm like yeah. lower wages, and then I'm expanding on that. And then he says it's a gish gallop because he does – he's not going to address it. Like he's not going to – be like, oh yeah, lower wages. Uh, maybe it's because of this. Maybe it's because of that. You know, this yeah. isn't a good thing. Maybe we can. Bro, fix you can't this. expect no, me just... to respond to two things at once. <laughs> Go on, sorry. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a very retarded uh, use of gish gallop here. So we'll go on. <laughs> every single one of these, or every single one of these fucking uh, journals that he is citing here. But once again, the journals he's citing are looking at socialized workplaces from a capitalist mode of production standpoint. So of course the metrics that they've designed. I, I just the metrics say, of like, wages is a capitalist metric. I just gotta say like, it's so retarded that it's fucking genius. Cause it's like, it really is like to some extent you're like, all right, respect. Cause this is like a retarded bulletproof argument to like any, any fucking thing against socialism. Like, bro, you're just using capitalist metrics. You're like, <laughs> Yeah, I guess they're so. literally not making <laughs> as much money. They can't afford as much to live. Um, that's just a capitalist metric, man. Like you're not you're not looking at like how much ownership they have or like a socialist metric, you know. I mean, I guess technically you're right. Like if that's we're defining capitalist metric. No, like man. yeah, I agree with him. I, I agree with him. Like yes, higher wages is a capitalist thing. Like yes, more jobs is a capitalist. I agree. Great job, Hassan. Yeah. He's a genius. Yeah, by socialist metrics, it'd be fucking dope <laughs> if they were starving. Like, okay, like, sure. I guess by this weird fucking way you're framing it, yeah. Like, okay, but all right, let's, it, it just is so retarded. Find the game for are going to be for capitalist metrics, but 
not only that, but also the last thing I was going to say is like, there aren't that many worker cooperatives. The way that our economy works is that there aren't that many worker cooperatives. The idea that they're getting paid lower wages is a falsehood. Even unions, which are more or it's less a an falsehood. entry point. Okay. Yeah. Unions. Go on. You're oh, they're like, yeah, he, he debunked it. I forgot that he actually sort of does address it, but that's the best he could do is just say, no, it's not true. It's not true because... Oh, because <laughs> can't possibly be true. That yeah. data has been replicated multiple times. Also, that's like, like referring to theory for empirical things. Being like, you know, I know it says here, but <coughs> fucking theory, dog. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like uh, this is the, the, not only is this stuff predicted by the Austrian economists hundreds of years ago, like from Bauwerk, all these things. They were predicted by him, but this is data that is rep replicated in multiple countries in multiple periods of times. Like I saw people in the co in his comments, like complaining. One of the papers was from 1995. Like I'm literally showing several papers from different periods and different areas that all have the exact same results, and that's consistent with all of the literature on this subject. Like, bro, his fucking study is 25 years old. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Uh, all right. it, it is funny how people think the world works. But yeah, let's move on. And there is a million different kinds of empirical studies conducted on this. Universally increase your wages. Unions not only increase the wages and also improve the workplace benefits for all the workers that are recently unionized or unionized in general, but they also tend to have a 10% usually bras ah, fit fuck. small right, if you have anything to say I'll mute it yeah, of course he like me. changes the entire subject to unions <laughs> instead of co-ops because he couldn't defend the co-op position um yeah I, I I address the union stuff in depth I hate talking about unions but you can listen to me talk about it in my response video on my YouTube um yeah. where I, I kind of disprove what he's talking about and I go into more detail you know, because it, you can basically disprove him on the fact that he's just doing a correlation causation fallacy. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on. Ages across the board in that similar sector. Okay, so this idea that unions or or more democracy in the workplace is is a is a burden on people's wages. It works in a depressive capacity. Is completely false. And worker cooperatives made a modest, if any, contribution to the creation of new and good jobs. Yes, people make what, 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 new and good jobs. What is new and good jobs? You can't just be like fucking throwing out when you're looking at a fucking when you're looking at a study and you're reading out the conclusion of a study from like child murder pedophilia universities, <laughs> uh, you know, blood sucking uh, parasite study on capitalism is so poggers. You can't just like look at that and be like, oh, they're good in new jobs. What, what the fuck does that mean? What's a good job? Like <laughs> CEOs or something like what the fuck? What? Yes, I'm saying. <laughs> It's like I, I I had it right right there. You could you could have read it, and I was like reading it out exactly. And again, that's like the fifth time. That's the fifth time I mentioned jobs. But Hassan apparently doesn't like jobs. All right. Now I, I want to say real quick. I get this is an argument, and this is me just like kind of playing his game a little bit. But holy fuck, those nails! Like I don't know. It's, it's hard to take someone seriously when they have like painted fingernails as a dude. I mean, I, I mean, I. I mean, it'd be one thing if he was making good points. I'd be able to ignore it. He's like making he, awful he, points and that. <laughs> yeah, he takes time out of his day to sit down and paint his nails. Like, 
Which great. It'd be great one thing if you were a genius. Like if you were <laughs> like actually making really points. So I was like, okay, I haven't thought about it that way. Then I'd be like, okay, and I'd like I'd probably just not even think of it. When you're already making the worst arguments as it is, and I'm like, look at this motherfucker with faggoty ass nails. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sorry. All right, let's move. <laughs> it's just so distracting. Like it's hard to pay attention to his arguments because they're so bad that I end up finding myself looking at his nails. So. Wait, I don't understand. The only way that like wages could decrease technically in a more democratized uh, workplace would be if the CEO wages and the upper level management wages are lowered because, uh, you know, that's what they voted on. Democracy doesn't work. Look at our last two presidents, Joe Biden and Donald Trump. You really want to bring that kind of decision making to the workplace? Why is an anarcho-capitalist claiming that democracy doesn't work? You're so pro-capitalist that there's no anarcho left in it, which is, of course, anarcho-capitalism is oxymoronic regardless. Dude, I don't even get what he's getting at there. Um, did you yeah, follow that? Like, democracy is anarchism? Like, I'm like yeah, Donald right? Trump and, and Joe Biden. He's like, well, but you call yourself an anarchist and, and you're against Trump and Biden? It's like, what are you, what are you talking about? I just about, I, I can't even stoop my mental acuity to that level and I'm not that smart. So like I, I don't get what he's even getting at here like at all. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I'm trying to like it, I, maybe if I like it from an anarcho-communist perspective, I could maybe sort of buy this. But even then it's fucking retarded. So I mean, he's not that he's like almost a tanky, but he's just he's too dumb to actually be a tanky, you know, yeah. like he, and, he doesn't actually know about the subjects, but he would be <laughs> if he if he was smart enough. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Anarchism and capitalism clearly do not work because there is no voluntary cooperative fucking uh, way of working in a capitalist workplace. He's literally also making an argument entirely on uh, on the side of authoritarianism and fascism. He's just like straight up a fucking fasc. Uh, he's... I, what does he mean by authoritarianism? Did you follow that? Like, where is authoritarianism here? He's just yeah, I'm like it. pointing out that people making people like voting on who's going to be in charge like tends yeah. to uh lead to bad results i guess this uh kind of goes to my earlier point where i brought up that like we're just operating on different paradigms where he's operating off the like private property is not a thing or property in right. general but although i feel like if you asked him he wouldn't say that he wouldn't say that he doesn't believe in property he would just have some weird airy fairy way of going about it you know what i mean yeah and like they they I mean, I guess he does believe this, but they don't believe, they typically don't believe you uh, vote on like personal property. Like they believe in an authoritarian relationship with personal property, but that doesn't mean they support fascism or they support authoritarianism. Like that's just, that's just stupid. Like they never consider that. It's like you, they're like, oh, we're, we're against all hierarchies, like the incomes, except for the hierarchy over your personal property, apparently. Yeah, no, it just get weird. All right, let's move on. Just openly admitting that. Where it suddenly becomes a popularity contest instead of someone who's good at investment, good at business, and has... Popularity contest versus someone who's good at investment and good at business. <laughs> and throwing idiotic fucking terms in there that make no sense whatsoever. Someone who's good at investment. Someone who's good at investment is just someone who has a lot of fucking capital, brother. Okay? Someone who has a lot of fucking capital. How the fuck do they get capital? <laughs> so Came goddamn air, dumb like, <laughs> <laughs> all right sorry you, you can go on I'll, I'll give you the part no i'm i'm good i'm not even gonna bother with that one <laughs> it's just 
Oh, oh yeah, like these people have a lot of capital. <laughs> they don't know how to handle a lot of capital at all. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like Honestly, it's like good at investment. Like that's not that complicated. Him freaking out and saying that's complicated. Like I don't know. Like I don't understand. Like it's like yeah. good at investment. You know that you can you can think you can think about that and be like okay, it means like they it, are good above average at investing. What is investing? It's, it's like choosing it where to put your money to make more money. It's just this weird blind spot for him where you can't even understand the idea that like people who have obtained a lot of money know how to continue to attain more money. Like it makes no sense. Like, and especially like he can still make the case they're evil while still conceding that it's just that like, you can't even concede that. Like they know how to continue to make money. I I don't know. What are you talking about? And I don't know. It's, I I don't know. I guess that spurred me a little bit. All right, let's move on. Capital can be good at investment. How? They put $10,000 into every single fucking VC, every single startup that they can with the hopes that there's going to be a fucking whale in there. Gary Vinertruck is a good at investment. All right. All right. We've got like 10 seconds. That fucking irritates me. The idea that like, well, they would just put money in everything. Like, okay, well, then it just wouldn't that just be a wash? Like... There has to be some level of intelligence of where they're putting like, their money. <laughs> who does that? Like, can you can you actually give me an example? He says Gary V does that. I don't think Gary V does that. I think Gary V is a bit smarter with his money yeah. than that. I don't like, think he invests in literally everything. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't go around and go like, oh, let me fight every startup. Like, people go to Gary V all the time, like, invest in this. And he's like, no, fuck off. Get away. No. <laughs> so dumb. Think of that. Like Shark oh Tank, God. right? Just he should just watch freaking Shark Tank, and not everybody who walks in there gets a bunch of investments. They go, they want to hear about their business. They want to know like how profitable it is. They want to he- hear the results. They want everything, you know. They want to know about more about that market. They want to know everything. They don't invest in everybody. They're not. They're <laughs> they're being careful with their money. They're making actual investments, and of course, those don't always pan out. But they do most of the time because they're yeah. those people are good at making investments. Yeah, which I mean, <laughs> apparently that's not a skill one can ever attain, according to a song. So <laughs> let's move on. Investment, Andy, someone who's good at business, even fucking Warren Buffett, who is one of the most prolific and best investors in the fucking game, has openly talked about how no hedge fund, not a single hedge fund, could beat the market over you know two decades or over a single decade because. They just can't. You can have good returns on a single year, and then you can fucking have major losses in another. You can't outcompete the market, no matter no, how good of an investor you are. No matter how good. What? I said, no, that's crazy. <laughs> that's almost like you mean it doesn't always work. Wow. Yeah, the invisible hand of the market. Whoa. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Good business, you are. Wait, would you like to hear one so thirty-seven IQ ANCAP? How to fix how to fix healthcare? It's so expensive, and what should we do about it? The main reason is a lack of competition. We have very few doctors, much less doctors than we actually need. Okay, I mean, and before uh, like, uh med school, if you can free, pause I'm this on one. That. Let's make med school free. I think that's a good way to do that. Did you say pause? Yeah, but before we go into this, like in this video, I don't make. If I don't make like an ANCAP argument, I don't like make some anti-socialist argument. I go in there and I'm like, here's some actual problems that everybody should be able to agree on. Like these are the people who make their entire personality like, oh, I'm against monopolies and big business and stuff like that. 
everything I say, they should agree on. But somehow Hassan finds a way to disagree on almost everything I say. These very clear things. Like first, what did I say there? I said um, there's not enough competition. And now I don't know. He, he's he's ranting about that. Well, he's just an insufferable cunt, to be honest with you. This is why. Yeah. I mean, what? Well, well, obviously we're gonna, we're going to continue. But yeah, he. Uh, I mean, like I brought up the earlier, he's just like like a catty woman. Like he literally is just looking for things to pounce on, and not even like trying to like even like use intelligence to be like, give like a good faith interpretation of anything you say whatsoever. So the first thing you even like is a trigger word. He'll jump on, but let's go on. Free med school, free college in general. One of the reasons for this is the American medical association works on limiting the amount of medical schools and the graduates for those medical schools. Dude, what? Yo, I love the American enterprise Institute, dude. <laughs> My man's like, you know what we need to do? We need more chiropractors uh, with MDs, okay? That's what we need to do. Lower the restriction on who can be a doctor. So what about all these other countries where there are more yeah. doctors per capita than the United like, States? Do they? Okay, there's so much stupidity here. So I went into more detail again in my response video. But like right here, he he's like, I, I point out that they try hard to like limit the amount of doctors and limit amount the amount of medical schools, which is true. And that's something everyone should be against. At least people like Vosh was able to admit this because Vosh did a response to uh, Foundation of Economic Education, their, one of their healthcare videos. And he hears this argument about the American Medical Association. And he's like, oh, let me look this up, see if it's true. He looks it up and he's like, yeah, yeah, this is true. So yeah, I'm against this. This is ridiculous. You know, I agree with the libertarians on this because every freaking person would. It's obvious. It's just cronyism. Everybody hates that. Right. And then he's and then he tries to make it seem like it's about them trying to quality control, which is not the case. And he's here saying, oh, we should just uh, deregulate, you know, what it takes to become a doctor, which I agree with. But I never make this argument because my video was not making libertarian arguments. I was making arguments that everyone would agree with. Now, right here. He's like, oh, what about all these countries with more doctors? Well, all of these countries have less qualifications than the U.S. does to be a doctor. And I went over the data for this in my video. All of them have – it's cheaper to become a doctor, licenses and stuff like that, and it, there's much less regulations. All of these ones that I know of, I can't think of a single country with more regulations on being a doctor than the U.S. has. And – this literally like proves my point. This is even like a freaking like what radio free Europe. This is this is like a super anti-socialist citation he's giving here. Um yeah, like I, I don't know, man. He All he right. has no clue what he's talking about. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's been the uh through thread or, or, or through through thread. Even his chat is like agreeing with me. They realize how <laughs> stupid he's being. Yeah. They have less uh, less restrictive uh, processes on who gets to become a doctor. Is that how that works? It's the union, yes, dude? literally, That's yes. Why? What about the NHS? What about all of the fucking European countries? Where Them uh, too, especially the European countries. I think it's Denmark that has the less restrictions on, on being a doctor. And Denmark is really, really freaking good doctors. But yeah, the, the NHS definitely does. And it's, and you know, um, most of these countries, if you get a license for being a doctor, it covers the entire nation. Whereas in the US, you have things by state. It costs like $10,000 every couple of years to maintain I mean, 
uh, I mean, license in every single state. Let's be real. If we're being realistic, the motherfucker you go to that you just like, I have X, Y, and Z issue and not an emergency. And you just go see the clinic or whatever. And you have a problem. The <laughs> idea that that motherfucker needs to do seven years of school for something your run of the mill adult could probably just figure out on his own is astounding. And the, the, the idea, like, I don't know. I cannot. I cannot imagine the medical system in a in a, like an anarchist society or even even a minarchist society. How much, how how much better it would be? Because it is ridiculous. The idea of like how medical things work. Because I can't tell you like how often it's like ninety nine times out of hundred when someone just goes to like the clinic. It's some shit that if you just told your you know reasonably intelligent individual like what the problems are, they just be like we'll just do this and this. You're fine. Take a fucking take a couple of goddamn ibuprofens. You probably have a sprained ankle. Okay, move on. Like, and the idea we have to have this motherfucker who does that has to have a goddamn doctorate is astounding to me. So no. I, I don't know. And, and don't get me wrong, I get it. And then people are like, well, what about the people at AER? These are two different people we're talking about. Wouldn't it make sense for this to be like someone who's done their time, proved themselves in a meritocracy to be good in those? Low- uh oh. Uh, Jose is frozen. There we go. Go ahead. Are you there? Yeah, you were frozen, or I was oh, frozen. Fuck, Someone dude. was frozen. Oh God, I hope they didn't lose it. I had a good little fucking spurg there. Just like I, I was making the point that uh, I don't see why fucking uh the medical system can't be like trades, where it's just something you learn as you go. Yeah. Well, I fucking hope hope that wasn't lost. Uh, you can hear me now, right? Yep. Okay. Well, fucking, let's move on. God damn it. I'll have to watch this later. See what got missed. All right. Apple. What's going on? Is it because they deregulated? No. Another way. Yes. With these laws, you have to provide proof to your federal or state government that your hospital or hospital equipment is needed. For example, if I want to add 200 more beds to my hospital, I have to prove that I need those 200 beds instead of just being able to freely buy them. Or if I want to build a new hospital, a second hospital in an area so it can compete and have competitive prices, I have to prove it's actually needed. Now, one hospital may provide for the needs of the community, but then they can just end up having a monopoly in that community and charge high prices. But if someone is able to build a second hospital, then they can compete. We need to deregulate hospitals is like not the I mean, this is this is your brain on libertarianism. This dude is actually one step removed from talking about the baby marketplace. Okay. Yeah, guys, instead of having a monopoly in, in, in one individual area with hospitals, we need to have a duopoly, okay? That would be so much better. Oh, wait, that already happens. Um, but, okay, what we need to do is build hospitals with no regulation. Like, why would the hospitals cut prices, dude? What, more supply would mean that the prices would be cut. Why would they do that? They have no incentive to do that. They will never do that. There is inelastic demand, brother. You know? You, you yeah, there's a... There's a lot to unpack here. Go ahead. So, I am, again, like, I am not making libertarian arguments. I'm making arguments everybody should agree with. I'm arguing against certificate of need laws. There is no way that a socialist can defend these, but he's doing it somehow. Like, I'm saying, I literally explained it very clearly. I'm like, these laws say that 
I can't go and buy more beds. I have to get the government's permission. These laws say that I can't go build another hospital. I have to get the other hospital I'm competing with permission. When did I say, let's deregulate everything about the hospital? Do I agree with that? Yes. But he could at least address what I'm saying in this video, which is very, very good stuff. That's actually um, a good point. Is he's he's not oper he's not he's not interacting with your argument. He's interacting with your worldview. Yeah, and this exactly. shows the dishonesty of him because he's just assuming your worldview. Because he he, like, he has this preloaded what an ANCAP is. So he doesn't well, want to be sitting here agreeing with me. And if he yes. if he used his brain for five seconds, he would be agreeing <laughs> with literally everything I'm saying. But then he goes yeah. on this tirade like, "Oh, so you're just saying you want duopolies?" It's like, no, I was giving an example yeah. that like um, you can have a monopoly and then someone can't build another hospital to compete. What if it's yeah. three hospitals? Like, I. The, the funny thing is, the funny thing is too, is you make a good point that like, assuming he has some sort of consistent commie socialist, whatever the fuck kind of worldview he has, because you can, I think you can be consistent and be wrong. So like, let's say he has some sort of consistent worldview. He could totally just be like, he could be like, yeah, I agree with him here. And this is why and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I don't agree with where this would lead or whatever. He could be completely reasonable and interact with like that. But he just finds himself uh inflexively or uh like just uh reflexively just fucking like just being against anything you say and finding some weird convoluted way to justify it so yeah it, it's ridiculous it shows that he has no real consistent worldview and like being consistent like i said you can still be wrong and be consistent it's just yeah and yeah. he's like he's literally saying here that monopolies don't make things more expensive that if you have competition it's not going to bring prices down like he's just I went over the empirical evidence for this and the in the certificate of need laws in my response video to him. There's so much of it, and I showed plenty of evidence that that's the case. But then he he brings up inelastic demand. He's like, "Well, yeah, this means that they're not going to bring down their prices." Leftists have no clue what inelastic demand is. Like inelastic demand literally just means if you uh, change uh, your price by one percent. There's going to be a less than 1% change in demand, which means, yes, you can charge a lot if you're a monopoly. So, like, quite literally, his inelastic demand argument, like, backs me up even more because, I uh, like, if, if you have a monopoly on a very elastic product, like a freaking uh, a, a light-up tutu, right? Not a lot of people want to buy this light up tutu it's not a necessity but some people might be interested in it right this light up tutu so you know if i'm like hey i'm gonna charge like five thousand dollars for this everyone's gonna be like no like we don't need it we don't demand it that much i'm gonna get rid of my entire uh consumer base maybe i can increase the price a little bit but then still lose too many consumers uh to actually justify that but if it's inelastic, then yeah, I can increase the price by quite a bit while still maintaining a large consumer base and therefore making a much larger profit. But I can't do that if I have a bunch of competition. So they always like make this argument that, okay, inelastic means you have to nationalized, which means monopolized. But it's literally the exact opposite. Inelastic means you want more, not less. Nationalizing something that's inelastic is the worst thing you can possibly do. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Tom 101 course, <laughs> you know, micro and macro, macroeconomic principles. You took both of those courses probably, or at least you're, you're acting like you did. You learned about inelastic. 
And you guys say I I only went to college for a semester. Are there really micro, macro, and micro uh, fucking economics? Because the idea that, that that's even a thing fucking irritates me. Because they're the goddamn same thing, you know. If that makes sense, like the the same principles apply on the lower level should apply on the upper level. So and yeah, I mean, I it's funny because he just like basically dismissed the law of supply and demand and then said, I should know what inelastic demand, like inelastic demand literally fits in with the law of supply. And demand. <laughs> but he just yeah. dismisses it like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe that is the thing. I mean, the micro macro thing fucked me up because it's like, maybe that's just a Keynesian thing. Cause <laughs> uh, I don't know from Austrian perspective, it's like, I mean, you can just apply the same, you know, thing on the lower level and it'll apply on the upper level. Like, you don't have to have a separate goddamn thing going on because it's a consistent fucking uh, theory. But whatever. Demand. How do you get providers of a good or a service or a commodity with inelastic demand to behave in a way that that uh, yields the best possible results? Can't do that. Oh, you just open up the supply. That's how you do it. Oh, like that, that is not. It's not going to happen. There's been many studies on certificate of need laws that show very bad effects. We do not need these. We need to get rid of these. How about, uh, I don't know, looking at any number of studies conducted on this matter, not from the point of view of like deregulation, but actually from the point of view of, uh, of socialization, okay? It's like impossible to look at this. I, I do got to point out, you brought up a good point earlier that like that's not even what you're asking, you're arguing for here. Not even I mean, I guess yeah. maybe you can make a case that like I mean, there's deregulation, but it's not yeah. like unreasonable deregulation. Yeah, it's just like we're talking about this one thing, and you're like you brought it to this whole, you know, fucking binary here, and it's like, bro, we're not even talking about that. But and okay. it's like from the point of view of this, it's like it's looking at both points of view. That's the whole point. That's that's yeah. what a comparison is like. Uh, but uh, he said there's like some studies. On nationalizing healthcare and that makes it better. I couldn't find a single one on that, he, so I don't know what he's talking know. about. He's astoundingly fucking retarded, to be honest with you. But let's move on. Subject and not find a single fucking study that shows that socializing healthcare or nationalizing healthcare yields better results. How no, did you none. avoid all of that and go? Go on. I just said there's none. Yeah. He's like, you avoided them. No, they just didn't exist because it's not a thing. If they do exist and they're really badly done because that can't possibly be true. Yeah, so I want to I want to say what I said earlier when he's astoundingly retarded. What I mean is like he's so dumb. It's impressive. And it's like it's also impressive in the fact that he can like put on the act and regurgitate these things over and over again. But it's almost like you look and you evaluate these ideas coming out of his head and you're like, there's no like actual like critical thought being like happening here. Like this is just like like points you're regurgitating out of your mouth hole. And that's it. Like I, I mean that's how I perceive it. It's just it's impressive to see. It's almost like it, it's almost <laughs> like when they finally unveil like artificial intelligence and you see it happening, you're like, "Well, it's not quite human, but it's there. It's almost there." You know, like you know what I mean? Like, uh, like there's, there's, there's like points of logic coming through here, but they're disparate and don't make sense. So, yeah. Uh, <coughs> all right, let's move on. Oh, straight to the American Enterprise Institute. That's about like, like a very weird, random way to just like fucking lower healthcare prices by like ten cents. I really don't understand how he. I mean, good for him. He he must have searched hard, long and hard for this. More examples of restricted competition leading to higher prices is drug patents. We should not have drug patents. Wait. Okay, I agree with this one. I agree with this one. Oh, so yeah, he disagrees. With... One second. Go on. Sorry. 
the two the, I, I did what uh certificate of need laws and what was the first one again I don't um the, a, the american medical association right yeah. this logic apply it's all the same it's all like more competition less monopolies deregulate to have more competition less monopolies but he somehow agrees with one but not the others <laughs> doesn't make any sense it's just because this it's one was drugs. much harder for him to straw man on because that this made was, it like that and it's fucking too drugs. clear <laughs> it's on too many points for his lefty brain you're like fucking yeah. drugs dog like, don't me wrong i love drugs but like it, it's just funny if it's a lefty that like <laughs> I know he was like wanting to say something against it, but he's like, I can't possibly say anything against this. <laughs> yeah, it's hitting on too many. So right, let's move on. Oh, respect. Especially on necessary and life-saving drugs. There is no reason that you should have a monopoly on a life-saving drug. Wait a minute, but like, mm, that's the only reason why people, mm, the only reason why people uh, do innovative things is because, you know, they want to fucking maintain their patent and, uh, you know, it's their profits to, to have. Like this, this contradicts his in I mean, I don't know where you're at. I would assume, I mean, I just assume, I know you're younger, so maybe I'm wrong. Uh, and like IP is one of those things you get by, like, it seems to be like, it's a weird fucking hurdle for a lot of people. Uh, I mean, I'm, I don't believe in IP. I'm assuming you don't. I mean, I guess let me yeah, know if you do. I'm a hardcore Kinsella on this one. Um, yes. Okay, cool. So like so, his thing, yeah. <laughs> he was so bothered by agreeing with me that he had to just make something up out of thin air and yeah. pretend I... I agreed with that thing he just made up. It's insane. I mean, like, I, 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 I'll give him credit. I guess usually more the amateurs of our ilk will be like IP. I feel like IP is one of the last things to go for most of us. Like personally, I think, cause you're like something about it just like fucks with your mind. You're like, well, you can't just steal other people's thoughts. Yeah. Like, okay. Fucking you retard. But like, it's not how that works. Like, yeah, it might be shitty, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah i mean i guess to be to his benefit there's that but it this is kind of the idea if you're going to interact with people you should probably actually wait till you actually like interact with their actual things being expressed instead of just assuming right. a whole lot of shit so because you end up looking like a fucking retard right here because uh, you know any any ancap poppy in is gonna be like ip get out of here fucker like this is gay like <laughs> okay i know this is so silly yeah no we don't agree with ip ip is dumb and like i don't know Whatever. Well, I don't know if you have anything else say that because it's just silly. Because I know, I know he's gonna straw man and be like, "Well, there's profit to be made." You're like, yeah, "That's not the argument this. we're making here." Like, yeah, sure, there are yeah. profit to be made with patents for the people who have the patents. Like, no shit. Like, I mean, in a, in a fucking socialist society, there or a anarcho social, not anarcho, but like a, I don't know, in a, in a fucking um, what am I trying to say? In like a shitty fucking like despot despotism. Yeah, there are people who are going to benefit from having, you know, a crown or whatever. Like, what, this is a, what kind of argument is this? Like, this makes no goddamn sense. So, all right, let's move on. Entire worldview on anything else, by the way. Uh, and he is right, though. We should not have patents. These government-protected monopolies are the highest driving factor of our high drug prices in the United States. Generic drugs saved us almost $300 billion in 2017 alone. We need more generic drugs. We do not need drug patents. I, I completely agree with that take. Straight up, I'll admit it. I completely agree with that take. He is absolutely right. These are things everyone should support. I don't care if you're a communist, a libertarian, a Republican, or a Democrat. Only corrupt politicians and people in big pharma actually support these things. I don't like uh, hospital monopolization, but uh, once again, I don't know if deregulating uh, the the 
hospitals is is going to solve that problem. He he like almost finished it off to like give you props, but he just couldn't. Yeah. So he once again, this last little jab had to be like something you weren't even really arguing for here. Although you would ultimately argue for, so I guess to him they are props, but it's like, dude, that's not even what we're that's not what we're talking about. So <laughs> yeah. Like after he saw that part where I'm like where he sees that I wasn't doing this libertarian case and I was intentionally making uh a case that everyone would agree with he's like oh uh this is awkward let me let me just throw in one last little jab in here yeah well all right shit we're almost at two hours as long as yeah i gotta go to bed i get up oh shit my bad early so yeah uh well well that i guess we're a good spot if you want to go ahead and drop your plug we can go ahead and kill it that this has been fun i thought so well yeah i mean uh, you guys are here on youtube so you should check out um my youtube it's just prax ben um especially the videos i made in response to song because i go into a lot more detail and i really cover all of these sources uh that i use and then i also apply the libertarian theory to them because you know i don't like just using sources i want to i don't, I don't want to fall into this like empiricist thing um i like i just use them uh, as ways to convince people who aren't into like you know, praxeology and libertarian thought and stuff like that. But I still want to yeah. back up those things with an actual theory and show like why the results actually make sense. So I, I really go into that um, in my two videos about Hassan. They're both like 20 minutes long. Um, yeah. uh, and I have a lot of other great stuff on there and, uh, and more, more good stuff to come. I'll be making a video about Acadia. I'm going to be making another video about why the Nazis were socialist pretty soon. Yeah, lots of great stuff. Also, if you have TikTok, follow me on TikTok. And I got Twitter, Instagram, other stuff like that. Yeah, I see you in the chat, Junkie Jeff. Yeah, I know this was definitely more of a libertarianism 101 thing, but this is important shit. Not everyone's as far along as some of us, so it is good to interact with the retarded takes to be able to point out how they're retarded because some people don't see why they're retarded. So uh, Yeah, we, you know. we need more people like really rationally thinking like, it's too much that I have people coming to me and saying, Hey Ben, can you like respond to this video? Cause you know what they, they, they are like, okay, I'm a libertarian. This person's saying this, I don't know how to respond to them. So I want someone who I think is smarter than me to respond to it and show me, get, give me some sort of, uh, what, what's, what's the, what's the term? Like, uh, confirm my preconceived notions on this subject confirmation bias or I yeah guess kind of kind of that whole thing but I, w I want people to be able to rationally think and like pick up on a lot of these like really yeah. stupid things that people are saying um because you know hassan's most of hassan's audience isn't smart enough to do that you saw some people yeah. saying that some people called about in his comment section but yeah. for the most part you know people they're, they're just not thinking like they're hearing what i'm saying just as just as he is but they like Hassan more than me. Therefore, whatever Hassan says is right. Yeah. All right. This is this is pretty funny. I'll give you credit for that, Jeff. Uh, it's not, I just don't like watching two people bullying a dude with learning disabilities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it, 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 like, this is kind of the point I was going to – I almost feel bad. This is almost like making fun of Biden, like making fun of Hassan. You almost feel bad. You're like, it's just so dumb. Yeah. But then you add in the, the, the aspect, and this applies to Biden <laughs> as well, how many people support this individual. You're like, well, I kind of have to. Like, I feel bad punching a retard, but, like, I mean, mm -hmm. it, it, it's got to be done. So, you know, no one else is going to do it. So, 
with that, uh, I, this is uh, you've been watching No Way Jose. I'm Jose Galison. You can follow me on Twitter at 2020 No Way Jose. Uh, if you want to give me money, patreon.com slash no way jose 2020. I'm on YouTube on all major auto packages and Odyssey as well. Like, share, subscribe, all that gay shit. With that, we are out. This was fun, dude. Uh, thanks for coming on. <laughs>